Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at org. Now, get ready for the word. Good morning. Happy first Sunday, church family. So good to be with you this morning as we go forward in the word of the Lord. I am excited and I want you to join me in the book of Exodus. We're going to start at the third chapter and I'm going to read in your hearing verses six through nine. It reads on this wise. I am the God of your father the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then join me in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, where it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is who always was and who is still to come, the almighty one. Our theme and thought of meditation this morning is a new normal, but not a new God. A new normal, but not a new God. Go ahead and put that in the chat this morning. Let us pray. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this preaching moment. We thank you for those who may have uh, uh, joined us in worship this morning intentionally or happened to stumble across us, oh God. And, and we know that there is a rhema word for them this morning. Now, God, I pray let your Holy Ghost permeate this place. Let it be felt here in this room and through uh, the digital device that whoever may be watching is watching on. And oh God, I pray. Let uh, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's in Jesus' name that I pray this morning. Let the whole church say, Amen. A new normal, but not a new God. What a year we have had. Listen, what a year we have had. I can stop right here and the whole sermon could be over. What a year we have had. Has moments and thoughts of what you've been through flashed before your eyes? As I have mentioned, what a year we have had. It's beyond a year at this point, right? It seems like everything before March 2020 no longer exists. But what? A year and some months we have had. H have you paused a moment uh, to take a moment to reflect on this year? Our lives have been turned upside down. The psalmist would admonish us to look back over our life so we can see uh, moments and glimpses of God's hands over the course of our life. And yet, if we take a moment to look back over these last 13 or 14 months, we can see that the hand of the Lord has been with us since March 2020. His hand 
has been on our lives when we were having to quarantine and be under strict stay at home orders. Full stop. His hand was on us uh, when we were uh, going out as essential workers uh, and those that have uh, had to do everything at home just to protect yourself, having to stay away from your family in hopes that a difference could be made in the impact of this global pandemic that seems like it's coming to an end. Ah, you could see his hand in our lives as you've had to go from work and adjust to seeing your co-workers every single day to now being at home, making a home office in whatever space you could find. You can see the hand of God on your life when you were furloughed or because you were working from home and the, and the company that you were working for has stopped gaining income as the nation's priorities have shifted drastically. You can see the hand of God over your life. Ah, when furlough changed from furlough to permanent situ separation, and yet God still provided for you, even in your season of lack. We could see the hand of God on our lives all throughout this year. Come and take a look back with me, if you will, as we see that God has moved in a mighty way. The virus shifted what we once called normal a normal way of living into this version that we call new normal. Our inner action was at an all time high. Social media check ins were coming at three and four events throughout the week and a fashionable occasion to attend on the weekends. Vacations and celebrations of milestones were on full display. And at a moment's notice, everything had shifted and it was shut down. Come on. Uh, we remember when it got real last year, when the NBA shut down that season in the middle of the season, when one of its uh, players had tested positive after jokingly coughing on every microphone in the press room. And here we are in the middle of postseason uh, NBA of the second season in the middle of a pandemic. Crisis was happening in real time with real consequences. And the next thing you know, what we once called normal was all of a sudden no more. The NBA has not been the same since it shut down pre-COVID. And just when we thought we were adjusting to the impact that coronavirus has had on not only our, our entertainment programming and our church engagement and the things that we do at home, just when we thought we've had enough that we've had to shift and handle. Here came Jim Crow 2.0. As if adjusting to teaching our kids from home wasn't enough. As if adjusting to having to be on more virtual conference calls that could have been emails was not enough. As if adjusting to having to care for ourselves and loved ones to the extent that we are now anxiety ridden we didn't even know it too. as if adjusting to having to grieve through a computer or a screen as online funerals had become a thing because we were restricted to hug each other and be at the bedside of our loved ones as they take their final breath. As if adjusting to the very reality that perhaps socializing 
was a way of sanity and safe space. And now you find yourself a little more alone and going through the mentally tough place because you're in isolation due to fear. As if adjusting to the now very present demands of having to show up because it's made easier than no one could imagine of dealing with technology fatigue. Nobody could imagine that you're mentally drained from being in front of a computer and being inundated with information and something new popping up every single day. As if adjusting to working from the corner office or the office on the top floor to now your dining room table is not enough. As if adjusting to working or being uh, the only one in the office because your office has had to shift to rotational uh, attendance after COVID. Perhaps none of this impacted you because you might have been retired before COVID. Ah, but everything may not be impacting you in your workspace, but now there's adjustments in your personal life and things keep popping up that you've had to pray for in regards to your children and your grandchildren and your nieces and your cousins and your families. As if adjusting to feeding and entertaining your family and encouraging your family and encouraging your friends was not enough. As if adjusting to having to worship through this screen is not enough. Ah, You've had to adjust to technology being thrown at you. You can no longer not engage in Zoom, can no longer not engage on conference call, can no longer ignore the emails. And it's just overwhelming. In some areas you feel like it's okay, I can handle it. I can handle this new normal. And in others there's a fear, a real worry of being left behind or left out. We know we have been going through months, if not years, of a new civil rights movement, which was exacerbated by the killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and sadly numerous others that I could not name this morning. It was coupled with the death of John Lewis and the rising of the chants of Black Lives Matter. It was piggybacked on institutional racism and an influx of diversity and inclusion hires in corporations and exhausted by one of the lengthiest presidential transitions of our time. As if COVID-19 had not shifted our lives more then we could handle and made us uncomfortable. We now were having to get back in the streets and choose death by virus or death by those who could not see beyond the color of our skin. Let's be honest, our, our normal hasn't been normal for quite some time. It is safe to say that what you may be feeling, that anxiety, that angst of just how things are going to be in the future, that wonder that follows you, having those days to ebb and flow 
where your emotions are vacillating between being excited about the promise to return and the hope of this new future and the present reality and languishing and procrastinating and feeling like that new season is not going to come. We have been thrown from one rhythm and propelled into this new normal, not unlike Moses and the children of Israel. Our text, those two verses, two, three verses is just a portion of a greater narrative of the moment in which God himself showed up before Moses to let him know that he had heard the cries and the prayers of his people and the normal that wasn't so normal uh, that they found themselves in under the hand of Pharaoh was the place where God was going to meet them and deliver them out of it. Yet there was hesitancy. There was that angst and God appeared to answer the prayers and cries that had been lifted by the Israelites. He appeared and to answer that prayer that you have been praying for more time with your family. He appeared to answer the prayer for a chance to work from home and prove to your boss that you could be more productive. Ah, for some, your prayer had been another job or to pivot into another career. Ah, but you did not want to leave right where you are. But COVID-19 shutting down your business gave you the door to walk through. He showed up and he answered your prayer. Yet there was a hesitancy. Nah, but you but what you see, beloved, is when when God is ready to act, to shift from setting the captives free, he chose Moses. There was that same hesitancy in Moses. And that is when God reminds Moses that this is bigger than you. This is bigger than me choosing you. You see, God had made a promise to Abraham and this was the chosen time for him to act through Moses. And it was in this moment of being unsure and overwhelmed at the thought that God was going to use him to not only change the life of his family, but of all the Israelites and those to come. That God reminded him that he is not in this thing alone. There's a new normal on the horizon. And God himself said, first, I am the God of your fathers. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. I am the God that has a history of calling people out of their comfort zone and turning destiny on its head. I am the God who will call you to leave you leave where you are in order for you to find your purpose and fulfill your destiny in a place, a state, a country that is unfamiliar to you. I am a God that will call you to draw you out of your place of lack and bring you unknowingly into a season of blessing and just to make your name great. I am a God who will get you to speak before kings and queens. And yes, even to stand up to a Pharaoh who is standing in the way of the destiny of your people. It may not seem normal, but what is what is normal? 
Though your normal may change from day to day, moment to moment, season to season, though we may not know what this new normal is that we are walking into, though we may not know what lies ahead for us in our individual lives as a church body. One thing we know without a shadow of a doubt, though our normal may be new. The one thing that is not new is our God. And in fact, the same God who was with the Israelites in Egypt is the same God who is walking with us today during our challenging times. So today I came for the one who perhaps needs a break. A moment of escape from the season we thought would be the break we so desperately prayed for. Today, I came for the one who may have needed a moment in worship just to pause and find the light at the end of the tunnel. A moment in worship to slip up your hands in the name of Jesus and to experience God today. Today, I came for the one who may be vacillating between thriving and languishing during the last year being home, social distancing and caring for others before you have had the chance to care for yourself. Today, I came for the one who may have needed to show up and be present to be reminded the grace of God falls upon your life as well. Today, I came for the one who is uh, scared of this so-called new normal. The way of life has dealt you with so many changes in this last year and some months. The anxiety has now shown that never existed before. Today I came to preach to the one who is carrying the weight of the world and your family on your shoulders and you still have to adjust your cape each and every morning to ensure that you have not sustained permanent damage due to the world's microaggressions that may not be so micro anymore today. This word is for those of you who have been caring for not only the generations that have been birthed out of your womb, but for the generations that have come before you, you, the multi-generational caretaker. I, I came to preach to you this morning. This word is for the entrepreneurs, uh, the ones that are the boss, the one who had to stay on their grind and hustle through the season and pivot and change to make sure that there will be a normal to go back to. Today, God is speaking to the first responders, the essential workers, the ones who've had to adjust in a different kind of way, who, whose busyness never stopped in the midst of this global pandemic, never adjusted. But if they were honest, it cranked up just a little bit. Yes, God has a refreshing word for you, too. I'm here for the one who may have lost a family member during the COVID-19 pandemic and have not been able to pause long enough to grieve their loss until the anniversary comes up, until the birthday comes up, until the plan is reminded on your calendar for uh, moments that you realize that person is is no longer there. Today I'm here for 
the COVID-19 survivors, that if we're honest, we're so thankful that there's lung and breath still within our body, being able to breathe in ah, the Ruach, the, the Holy Spirit still in this season. It reminds me of that old AME hymn, and are we yet alive to see each other's face? Today, God gave me an assignment, not to preach before you long, uh, but to bring forth a word that will remind us uh, that although we have not been able to gather like we have been, that although we have not been able to hug each other the way that we used to and that we've had to grieve some physical loss and financial loss, or perhaps there's some point in our life that we've had to waver, shift, and adjust. Perhaps those who may not have been able to remain digitally connected is feeling some kind of spiritual loss in this season. The word of the Lord today is that though it may be a new normal, there is not a new God. Yes, our new normal is on the horizon, but God still remains the same. It is the God of Moses, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the God that Revelation 1 tells us he is the Alpha and the Omega. God is still the beginning and the end. That he is and was and is still to come. He sits upon the throne and he can orchestrate these moments whether we're near or far, just for us to pause long enough to say thank you. So come on and praise him right where you are. There is a new normal, but there is not a new God. But the blessed people of God, come on and lift up the name of the Lord right where you are for this new season, this new normal that we know is coming. Homecoming season is coming, but there is not a new God. That means we can rest assured that he still has his hand on our lives. Listen, you may be watching this morning and, and you don't know Jesus. I want to pause long enough in the, the service to offer him to you today. Let me offer this invitation to accept Christ into your life this morning. And you may be saying, Pastor Jasmine, how do I accept Christ into my life? Here's how. I want you to pray this simple prayer with me and we'll pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I'm sorry. I come before you now asking you to enter into my heart. Clean me up, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. I believe that you were born. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose on the third day and that you are coming back again. From this moment forward, when anyone asks me if I am saved, I'll be able to say without a doubt that I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, I encourage you now to let us know in the comments that I am saved. Go ahead and type that in the comments this morning. And then we want you to send us an email at info at where we'll be able to communicate with you and walk out this new salvation 
walk with you. Or perhaps you're already saved and you're looking for a church home. Yes, we are uh, wanting you to join our church family, whether it be in person or as a digital member. We want you to send us an email at info at stlukegarland.org so that we can welcome you into our church family. We'd love to have you. Be blessed. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.